Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I would like to welcome to the show today, Anna in Style, a certified virtual personal stylist and a visual brand consultant. Welcome to the show, Anna. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm okay. How about you? I'm doing wonderful today. I guess we're getting into autumn here and the temperature changing a bit and it's getting a little bit more damp, more rain. And then eventually next month we'll get into the snow, but for now I'll take the rain. <laughs> now, Anna, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and where you are? I'm from Slovenia. So we're heading to fall as well. <laughs> I'm a avid tra- traveler. <laughs> avid traveler, loves to travel. Yeah, yeah. I've been traveling all of my youth. Some kind of a lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> well, on that, can you tell us when you first started traveling? And maybe one of your very first experiences that you can, and why? My first, my very first travel was to the seaside when I was two months old. <laughs> well, I guess you have fond memories of that one. I don't, but there are plenty of stories around that. <laughs> okay, well, if you'd like to talk about another experience. So you started traveling as, a, as an infant, we would say. And you've been traveling ever since. So can you tell us one of your stories maybe about where you've been? Yes, of course, there are many stories. I won't tell you how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Our secret. Yeah, top secret. (laughs) We've been traveling every year with my parents all around Europe to different countries several times to some of them, of course. And also, I had the privilege to travel to other continents as well. But that was uh, when I was, you know, older. But I would like to share with you one experience that really stood out. I think it was my first travel alone without my parents. And with my boyfriend at the time. And we were like three guys and a gal (laughs) in a small car. Um, I'm not sure if you know uh, Peugeot 206. Okay. Okay. Small car. Small car. (laughs) A very small car. (laughs) And we were jam-packed. You know, uh, we had suitcase on the roof as well. Yep. The luggage was full. You couldn't put anything more. It was so packed that you couldn't put, uh, I don't know, a box, a a little box of matches. (laughs) 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 And we were traveling to Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, it's from Slovenia to Scotland. It's like we needed to drive through the whole Europe, basically. (laughs) 
And the funny thing was, and started right at the beginning when we wanted to cross the border from Slovenia to Austria. And we were waiting for our passports to be returned by uh, you know, the authorities. And the car suddenly started to get, get really loud as if the driver would put the gas, uh, push yeah. the gas with all the force, you know? Mm. And I'm looking at him, what are you doing? And they're going to arrest us or something. <laughs> Because it really turned, it turned out as if he would be impatient, you know, and yeah. put his foot on the gas, you know. <laughs> and um, the customs officer looked quite weirdly through that window of his, you know, and we had like a deer, you know, headlights would yeah. uh, shine yeah. to a deer. <laughs> It turned out that the car broke right there and then. And we needed to wait for the pickup. Yeah, truck. Yeah, we couldn't drive further. We couldn't go further, not uh, forward, not backward. We were stuck between the borders, you know. <laughs> and the, the truck needed to pick up to pick us up in the nowhere land, you know? <laughs> and it was so funny because, um, yeah, that was really early in the morning because we wanted to drive the whole Europe through, you know, and we had everything uh, planned where we're going to stay and, you know, we made reservations and so on. And well, we needed to reschedule because we, we, we were without a car. But because we were young and stupid, we drove the car to the car repair and they repaired it by, I think it was five o'clock in the evening. And we started again at that time. <laughs> And we drove 13 hours straight. We, when we came to, um, you know, the, the passage from France to Great Britain, we needed to board the, the ship. It was a huge storm and five meter high waves. Our catamaran was the last ship that was allowed to leave the port. And then they closed all the ports. It was surreal because everybody on the ship, except my boyfriend at the time, everybody was throwing up. <laughs> there was a group of young students, you know, on a trip, they were throwing up in the trash bins, in, in the toilets, in everywhere. You know, it was, it was like, in a, <laughs> I don't know, a horror movie. 
the duty free shop, every, uh, you know, all the whiskey bottles, everything was broken. Everything went on the floor. You know, it was really <laughs> crazy. And my bo boyfriend recorded everything. <laughs> he was like, that crazy, stupid, crazy tourist, you know, filming everybody throwing up, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, and when we came to Great Britain, of course, we were tired, you know, and exhausted and everything. And then we had to drive on the other side of the road as we're used to. And the wind was really, really strong, you know. So when we were driving, a truck um, got all over the, the, the road from one side to the other yeah. because of wind. So we almost, almost had a car crash. <laughs> You know, and when it's when it's this uh, tense, and you're not sleep, you haven't slept for a day, <laughs> and you're driving on the wrong side of the road, <laughs> it was quite an experience. But you did make it to Scotland, eh? Yes, we did, and we stayed in Edinburgh very long we didn't plan to stay there for so long but we loved it so much that we stayed there for i think three or four days because we wanted to travel the whole scotland you know we did but edinburgh was amazing that's the story <laughs> it sounds like quite a journey with four years in a small Pijou going across yeah. Europe and into into the UK. Yeah. Now, we've been in this uh, pandemic for about what, 20 months or whatever. Have you been able to travel since the pandemic or has it sort of kept you in one place? Yeah, of course. Um, it's co correlated with, my, with um, me having a baby. So the first one, <laughs> I didn't travel because of that. And also everything was closed. You know, the borders were closed and we weren't allowed to um, travel from one municipality to the other. It was, you know, you barely yeah. could leave the house for, you know, run errands and stuff. So, yeah. We didn't have the chance. <laughs> now, has things sort of opened up a little bit so you could travel at least within the country? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now it's, um, you know, everybody's getting vaccinated and everything. Mm -hmm. You still need to be vaccinated if you want to cross the border. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you had COVID, um, you know, you got sick and then you got healthy again oh so you've you got better yeah 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 so we we have antibodies yes <laughs> antibodies help <laughs> yeah yeah now you you're saying that you had uh, a baby during pandemic yes 
And how has that been? Like, I guess you've been forced to stay a little bit at home, but it gets you a chance to work on other things maybe. So can you tell us a little bit what you've been working on other than being a mother? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I um, am a virtual personal stylist and I did my certification to become virtual during this time. Not because of COVID, (laughs) (laughs) but it gave me the chance, you know, because everything moved online. And yeah, um, I'm dealing with people's appearances now and how to stand out and, you know, how to be memorable. I think the key thing too is that people have to realize that they are their own brand. So it's how they portray themselves on social media, how they portray themselves to the public, or if they have a if they run a company, how is that portrayed and how does how is it perceived? And I guess with you, with your education, you can go in there and and like you said, help them stand out, help them to be different, and help them be memorable. Yes, yes, it's very important, you know, especially now everybody's going online. It was also before the pandemic, this trend started happening, you know, and especially in social media, you you don't have a lot of time to explain who you are and what you do. But, you know, a picture tells more than thousand words or how they say it. Yep, that's correct. (laughs) Very uh, important to mind that. And I think, too, as you said, that picture tells a thousand words. Uh, everybody perceives pictures differently. So you have to make sure that when you're doing something like that, your social presence is appealing to different audiences. Someone like yourself can assist new businesses or established businesses, make sure that they are portraying the right image to their customers. And that, I think... As you said, everything is virtual now. Everything's online. Uh, so they have to make sure that presence is there. The type of work you do is key. And I think everybody needs to have someone like you, even if it's just a review, to make sure that their presence is what it needs to be. Make sure their brand stands out. So much competition out there. You want to be one that when people are looking for something, boom, that's what they see first is you. How long have you been working this or doing this type of work? Um, I started this as a side hustle. Yep. Um, my primary uh, profession was um, I was a translator. Mm-hmm. But then uh, this was a passion of mine and hobby of mine. And um, I was also specialized in this subject area mm-hmm. as a translator. But it was my passion, and now I decided to pursue it. And yeah, I've been doing this uh, for five years now. And I know we all need translators. I know myself, I do travel. And the biggest thing that bothers me is I did not learn languages such as Spanish or French. And when I do travel to these countries that speak a foreign language, I feel bad that I can't communicate with them. So I try to pick up at least a few phrases so that I can at least 
show them that I'm trying to speak their language. Sometimes I butcher the words, so sometimes it's best not to say anything at all, but I am learning. Now, you've been traveling as since a youngster and as an adult. Should you give one piece of advice to someone who's just starting out traveling? What would that be? I would say, um, mind your luggage. <laughs> I think it's very important to think um, what you're going to take with you and the versatility of the items you take with you. I think this is very important so that you don't have to carry, you know, your whole wardrobe with you. <laughs> or, you know, especially women, we tend to do that. I was horrible at this, you know. People were always angry with me. Oh, how many suitcases can you bring, you know? I um, got better and I learned and I experimented and I perfected this. I would say that quite well. So now I take, uh, you know, I am capable of taking one month's worth of things in one carry-on. I have to get your secret because I always tend to pack more than I'm ever going to use. And even though I've researched where I'm going, so I know what the weather is going to be like or what it's expected to be like, but I always seem to pack way too much. I think it's because I'm one of those people that doesn't matter where I am. If I'm eating something, it doesn't always go in the mouth. It usually goes all over me. So I need several changes of at least shirts or I need to wear a bib. So I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I find that especially when I go to some of these destinations where you're staying in a resort, because it could be a very warm or a hot climate and the mandatory that men wear pants. So I take a pair of pants with me. Uh, that can be bulky in your travels, but then you have to be mindful. Like you said, if you can find something that is, can be used more than once and it can be used in different ways. I know they did have pants where they had zippers went around so you could actually turn them into shorts if need be. You can wear a nice golf shirt. It would be accepted at dinner. You don't have to wear a button-down long sleeve shirt to dinner. So, again, yes, be mindful of your luggage. And that's true. It's a good comment. And I think when people travel, I've seen it with my own daughter. She travels very light. Enough stuff fits in a backpack. And it might be a big backpack, but that's all she takes on a flight with her. So it's no suitcase, whatever's in the backpack, and that's what she uses. So... I need to learn from you and I need to learn from her. So I don't, don't take too much. Now you yeah. did say that you are a certified virtual personal stylist and a visual brand consultant. Is there anything else that you are working on that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I'm, I'm preparing for a launch uh, probably next year. Um, it's going to be, of course, all about the wardrobe and how to dress uh, more while spending less. That is, I'm looking forward to that. I can share that with my wife. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
I'm sure she would be happy about that because, you know, uh, there's the rule, 80-20, right? So we wear 20% of what we own and 80% is, you know, gathering dust and feeding the moths. <laughs> I think some people, they find comfort in shopping and buying a new outfit. And there's an old phrase to say, I never want to be caught in the same outfit twice. So, and, and now that social media is so prevalent, people will be in events and they'll be wearing, say, a gown, they have their picture taken. That goes up on social media and they're like, oh, I can't wear that again because if I'm going to another event, I don't want to be caught in the same gown because they're going to say, is that all I own? So that, before it was a little bit different, before social media, if you did appear in a magazine or newspaper, well, it was well after the fact. She might be able to get two or three wears out of that outfit before anybody saw it. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, your future endeavor there, your launch. And we will make sure that we follow you to make sure that we are made aware when that happens. Before we end the show today, is there any travel experience that you've had that we'll just say it was the people that you remember? Uh-huh, yes, of course. <laughs> many, many places, but um, again, I can tell the story. <laughs> it's it's going to be a bit shorter than the <laughs> first one. <laughs> um, it was in Portugal. We were uh we couldn't find the um camping place. And we asked the policeman uh if they could tell us where we should go and they said well follow us (laughs) and we were driving after them and I guess they forgot that uh, they have us behind them because they drove regardless of the signalization in on the the road you know (laughs) so we had to drive through some red lights and so on you know (laughs) driving after cops (laughs) and they didn't mind (laughs) they were giving you a police escort yes yes they were really really nice and helpful and friendly and I would like to thank you for being on the show and I know there's so much more stories that you have I'm sure I can get you back on the show and we can talk more about your your travel experiences on the show (laughs) because again if you know when I hear that people started traveling at a young age uh, with their families, there were so many different places that they could have gone to. Or in my case, there was one particular place we used to go to. So I really didn't get to explore a lot until I got a little bit older and I could travel on my own. So I know you're full of stories about travel, and I'd definitely like to invite you back to be on the show. And thank I just want to say thank you for being on today. So any last thoughts before we go last thoughts oh let me see um enjoy traveling whenever you can and if something bad happens make a play out of it improvisation is the best solution for good mood on the road 
so that everybody's happy and you know the vacation or you know traveling is not ruined by someone who just wasn't prepared for something unexpected. <laughs> well, I thank you for that and I thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a lovely conversation. <laughs>